Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. So, we're back again this evening. Delighted to be joined by Shawnee Leary here on Microsoft Teams. Shawnee, welcome along. Thanks, Liam. Good to be here. Uh, nice cold evening here in Melbourne. Absolutely freezing here in Melbourne. We've got a lovely, Shawnee has a lovely virtual background on Microsoft Teams of Porky Queeve, the home of the Hurling, park. the park. And we've also got Giggles joining us. Giggles, welcome along. Thanks, Liam. Good to be back. You're not in the sleeveless top today, Giggles, in Clamel. No, just the rain is back. We're back to normality. Re- reality is set back in here in Ireland. It's not 28 degrees anymore, but um, look, it's still long evenings. It's still Irish summer, so it's not too bad. No, I can still see a bit of sunshine coming through in the background there, so it look, looks okay. You're still in a t-shirt, so yeah. it's not too bad. Um, no, it's, great, it's grand. Great, great to have you back online, Giggles. Um, so, obviously, great show coming up today. We're going to have a preview of Waterford and Tipperary and we have a Giggles special edition Giggles Corner which is going to be controversial according to Giggles don't know what that is uh, or to take any listeners anyway it will be controversial oh here we go you'll get a good bit of bite back I'd say here we go here we go anyway we get to it when we get to it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we've also got um, the preview then of Cork and, and Dublin as well so Exciting show coming up, so let's just get straight into it and we'll have a look at the first game at the weekend. We have Waterford and Tip. No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off the ball incident, right? And I made my feeling like we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella I I get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Poor old Davy Fitz, dark and twisted, new job on the horizon. Yeah, I'd leave just, just, just to start you off there before we do into match. I, I was corrected on my first session back in this more hurling training session by Morris Shanahan saying that Davy beat Clare when he was manager of Ward for the Morris's debut season 2009, I think it was. So I have to correct myself there. We didn't get any text in from my listeners, but I was uh, swiftly reminded when I went down training that that was the case. So, oh, it was good. Morris, listen, he does. Morris is a listener, avid listener, yeah. It's good to get the name drop of Morris Shannon in there. Well, Long Eagles. <laughs> he's, ne- he's, ne- he's next on the list to get him on. That was great last year. Um, yeah. Obviously, we got Warford Tip coming up this weekend. Probably, obviously, the, the pick of the two games. Uh, Giggles, you d- great footage there on Instagram. We had you live from Good AGA in Turles on, on the weekend. Um, I won't lie to you. I stayed up to watch Warford. Galway was very excited. I was messaging yourself and Shawnee. 50 minutes in, I was like, I'm sick of this rubbish. I'm off to bed. Because it was around <laughs> 20 past 12 at night. I was like, oh, I can't believe I stayed up and we got the shit game. And that was grand. Woke up next morning, have a text off Shawnee. Liam, get back out of bed. Obviously, I hadn't seen that. <laughs> and I missed an absolute cracking finish. So I was raging. Giggles, you must have been sweating at the end. Oh, absolutely sweating. There was, there was actually, there was a, a mother... Uh, in her 30s behind us in a Galway t-shirt and she had a son in a Watford jersey 
And when Jason Flynn got the third goal to put it back to three points, the little boy was absolutely bawling, crying with his headband on. And next thing, all of a sudden, Ward forgot the three points to kick on to six, and he was up roaring again. It was it was great. And there was 4,400, I think, at the game. It felt like there was 44,000 at the game. And it felt like they were all from Watford. It, it was actually a brilliant atmosphere. I think when Watford were on a roll in the first half and at the start of the second half, the crowd definitely helped them. You know, you could hear the chant Waterford do, 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 and it would drive him on. But for, for three quarters of the game, it was the best Waterford do, do, performance do. I've ever yeah. seen. For three quarters of the game, it was the best Waterford performance I've ever seen. Honest to God, like bar none. They just yeah. absolutely railroad Galway. Whether that was something to do with Galway or not, I'm not sure. But they both played with a sweeper. Shane Bennett was the perfect man to play the sweeper for Waterford. He's got pace. He's got accuracy. He's got smarts. Um, it just worked out really, really well. But then, as you said, Liam, Coming down the home straight, I think between having 14 players, the heat of the day, Galway maybe getting their better players on the field, suddenly they got a run on Watford. And I would say I, I put special praise in the last five minutes of that game for Stephen Bennett, who just stood up, won his own ball when it was very hard to win ball for Watford at the time. Won a few frees, got the vital score to put them four up in the end. So unbelievable yeah. to be back in a game think- like that. I think we spoke about it as well, or the phone giggles. It was that puck out that Waterford just had to win. They just, um, Jason Ford just stuck a goal. I think it was from that class pass from um, Canning. Jason Flynn. And the next puck out, yeah, J- uh, Jason Flynn, sorry. And um, they just had to win the puck out. Wherever it was going, Waterford jersey had to be under that puck out. But not only that, like, you know, Stephen Bennett plucked it out of the air and actually was on the line on this, the far off sideline and just popped it over the bar. It was just a massive score, but it was a probably, it was probably the theme of, of, of all the goals that happened that went in or any, any of the, the plays that Galway made. Res, Waterford responded every single time, like regardless of the fact of who was, what personnel was on the field or not, like Waterford had an answer every single time Galway put the, put the question to them. I know it became tight in the end and I know there was the 14 men, but like, Waterford were coming in such waves and they'd brought so much momentum that like you can you can talk about Galway's you know inactive performance but they were just Waterford were relentless like they had so yeah. much energy like and we talked about you know youth and pace and power last week like I mean Waterford that in abundance and they were just they were, there was uh, there's very few teams would have stopped them last Saturday they were a phenomenal performance they put in yeah, I think. What, what was good? What was sorry, Ian, go on. No, I, I say like obviously, I first fifty minutes. And I've subsequently went back and watched the, the the last twenty minutes. You know, but um, the first fifteen minutes watching it live was yeah, I completely agree with you. But I think Galway like just shot themselves in the foot. Like if you look back at the analysis on the Sunday game in particular, they picked out how you know it's two and one inside for Warford the full forward line. They were still winning that two and one battle, even though it was two defenders to one Warford and recycled mm-hmm. the ball. Galway in the first half in particular, if you look at. It wasn't as if they lost the battle. The ball was struck from the half-back line blindly up into the corners where there was no Galway player ever. The, 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 the distribution from the half-back line forward for Galway was pathetic. And it wasn't as if they were losing out on a, on a 60-40 battle. They were just hitting the ball to Waterford, even not under pressure, which is like yeah. cr- criminal Like after what they had done against Dublin to come out and repeat that performance in the first half. And you can say, yeah, they came back and all that, but like, no matter what, you know, like I think the Heat, 14 men, but also in Hurl, when you do get on a run, we've seen that in the last couple of years, it's very hard for Waterford, and they actually did, is to stay that stay that away. You know, like, they kept coming and coming in that in that period, and in fairness to them, it's it's 
that insurance point and Stephen Bennett sticking his hand up and that kind of I think shows the maturity of this Waterford team that they've grown another bit since last year that yeah. the previous Waterford team's giggles not this one would have might, might have wilted at the end of that they might you know yeah, it's a fair point um, I think though like what you could see was Peter Hogan and Jamie Barron like, the, 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 the Waterford was very pessimistic before this game I, I put up a few messages in the group thinking oh, we're in trouble here Jamie Barron's not right and by all accounts, he wasn't fully right, yet he got man of the match, which just shows how much of a, uh, an influence and an important player he is to Waterford. He was brilliant. But for the last 15 minutes, they had to go along with the puck outs because we were a man down. The two boys in midfield were comped, were goosed um, in terms of the energy that they'd expended. Same with like, like Jack Pendergast. He got two points. He was all over the place. But yet, just probably just ran out of, ran out of road with 14 players. And Galway were just winning every single break. So uh, when Jason Flynn brought it back to three points on 71 minutes with eight minutes of overtime, like there's seven minutes left, I was very, very worried. Very worried. Um, on a positive note, though, like the sending off happened, right? Whether it was right or wrong, debatable. Um, How is he going with the appeal, the actually, on that? How is he going with the appeal? It's, not, it's, it's, it's not, not, not out yet. And there's no teams out for the weekend yet either, just yet. But um, what what I loved about Watford, it was Galway then tried to stick into Watford, but but to the Hurleys went in, and it was actually Watford who won that we call it the battle of the handbags, right? But they really came out on top of that. Austin Gleeson got the next point. We got another point after that, and I think Galway were rattled. So, geez, there there is a good bit of steeliness in the team at the moment. Um, they showed that to a smaller extent in the Leash game. The Clare game was 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 a bit of a disaster, but um, I think just overall, fifty minutes amazing. They held on at the end. And then on the flip side, Galway just not at the races. Now, the biggest worry coming into this weekend's match against Tipperary is this will be three weeks in a row. And they have a few injuries. And last week will have taken its toll. So I'd imagine they'll have done no training. They'll probably just do video analysis and, 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 and recover the bodies this week. And can they get up to that level of performance for, for this weekend? And then what will Tip do? The word coming out of Tipperary is that there's going to be Mass changes to the team. A lot more young guys coming in, the likes of Mark Yo, Paddy Cadell, Connors, uh, Flynn, are going to Connors are going to be in the team, and a few of the older guys will make way. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting battle. I'm living here in Tipperary, so I'm hoping I'll be smiling for the week for next week. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's it's interesting. It's like I was reading an article in the Times by Jackie Turtle around how loyal Liam Sheedy is and has been to this cohort of players. And it's, you know, does he double down and back them in for this game? And Jackie kind of talked about in 2014, a lot of those players, the Kenny team, like himself, JJ, Tommy Sheffield, they knew they were coming to the end. They knew it was kind of their last year. And it kind of was a huge thing to kind of cement them. But they did not, they all played bit parts, bar probably JJ. You know, Tommy was out of the, over by championship. Henry was only coming on. How does yeah. it impact on, does Liam Shee, you know, in the last, he was, Jackie was gone like the last dance. Does he, do they all get to play on Sunday? Probably not. But by taking them out, what does, what message does that send as well? Do you send out the, 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 the tried and trusted guys or those under-20 players who are meant to come through haven't come through? Barry Jake Morris is the only one really who's kind of stepped into that team. He's still kind of riding out with the Mars and, and Jamie and the like. So it's going to be interesting to see what that selection actually will be. Yeah, I, I think one fella who will definitely lose out will be Noel McGrath. Like, yeah. Noel McGrath is one of the best hurlers of the last 10 years so don't hope doesn't anyone take this the wrong way, but 
people kind of blamed the club campaign last year for his poor season but it's obvious he made his debut in 2009 he's an amazing hurler he's been through a lot personally in terms of getting his health right as well and that's kind of show a testament to the guy but this year he's just not he's just not on the money however if you could imagine a scenario with 15 minutes to go and bodies are tiring and you're bringing on Noel McGrath if I was a temporary manager that would be my, my, my thought process don't start Noel McGrath but bring him on with 10 or 15 minutes to go and he could get you 3 or 4 points yeah um because you get to the pitch of the game, no problem. So, I, I, my other worry is that like Watford did not on the scoreboard, but on, on the game, hammer Tipperary in the league down in Welsh Park, and they would have showed all their cards in terms of their game plan, how they're going to approach it. I'm wondering what Liam Sheedy will do differently this time, how Liam, or Liam Cal will do differently this time, what Liam Sheedy will do to interact it. So it's it's set up very finely balanced. Um, and then will Tipperary recover from the emotional kind of flop in the Munster final? That that will be that that's been a big thing for Tipperary teams. They're they're not the best team to bounce back. So it, it's it's a big it's a hard one to call. But um, I'm definitely going to go with Waterford. You're going Waterford with your heart, but why are you going with your head, Giggles? Because last time you said Waterford with your heart and Gallo with your head. So what's your actual your head and your heart difference this time? But then I I, I went for Waterford in the end. Then remember? <clears throat> yeah, I know, but just still, going. I'm just keen to know. I, I'm I, I'm going I'm going with. I'm going with Waterford. Um, I think they'll have too much pace for Tip, um, and I'm hoping they've the bodies recovered. Jamie Barron will have an, has a, had a game into him now. That'll be a big, a big plus. Um, it would probably be a very interesting battle. Just picking up on the goal again, like Desi Hutchinson was the only forward who didn't score, but he. I was going to say that he mm-hmm. ran from sideline to sideline. There was three against one for most of the second half, and he still got on ball. He'll be marking Kyle Barrett, no doubt about it. Um, Daisy gave him a skin in, in the league match. I hope he does it again, but I think that'll be a very interesting battle uh, come Saturday. Johnny, going with Waterford with both heart and head by about five. Five, five lovely. Five. Yeah. Sorry. Where do you see going? I, I was going? Yeah, I was going to say, did you, Daisy Hutchinson was like one of the quieter lads um, on Saturday, you know, for Waterford. Like in terms of the score sheet, he wasn't, he wasn't racking up the scores because I suppose Waterford were getting all their scores from midfield backwards. Because I think all their half-back line probably scored at the same time, they were launching points, you know, um, the guys in midfields were launching points over. Austin Gleeson chipped in with a, I think it was a sideline he got, and he got a one from play as well. Um, so, like, I thought Desi Hutchinson, like, had a very quiet game, but just as you say it there, now you were at the game, it's amazing that what you see at the game that you don't see on TV. But, um, yeah, I, I think the same as well, Giggles. I actually think Warfield win because of their use, because of their pace, um, you could talk about momentum, but I just think their pace alone um, and the energy they have up here now at the moment, I think they will. I think they'll run over tip. I think they'll run over by four or five points as well. I I, I love. Yeah. I I want that to be the outcome, but I actually think there's a there's a kick in tip. I do, unfortunately, and I think if he gets the mix right of bringing in the couple of lads to freshen it up. And revving up the lads who dropped the head. Like, there's a lot of lads obviously didn't fire, especially, you know, even Shamie Cannon, even Carl Barrett, etc. I think there's one last hurrah in these lads. It might be just this one. I'm hoping if, if it's this one, it's not against Kilkenny if it's a semi final. But I, I think it actually, I know it'll get finished on the day, but I think it's a, a one point win for Tip and potentially extra time or something like that. I, 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 want, I want Waterford to win. But don't get me wrong. I, and not, like I said to Giggles there, not because I want Waterford in the semi final or anything. I want Tip gone as soon as possible. But I, I, t- I think the tip, the tip defeat for me, just like against Limerick, that that is kind of 
because they just unleashed and unloaded everything in 30 minutes, I just think that has flattened him a lot more than than any other defeat. I think I think I see this game for Tip as kind of the the Kenny Tip game in uh, Nolan Park back in 2013. Oh, yeah. You know, when Kenny came in, kind of battered and bruised, they were kind of you know they weren't going to win. There were lads Shefflin play with a broken foot, all these kind of stuff, and they got over the line. I can just see Bernard Kenny though. I I know I know that, but I can just Sheedy trying to get every drop of blood out of these lads at the weekend and getting them to somewhere where they probably aren't even there anymore. But to get one last like the last yeah. dance, if you know, as Jackie Turtle said in their time. So yeah. I think it's going to be a cracking game, though. I think it's going to be a, a, a brilliant match, and it's on at. It'll one. be the game of the on Saturday night, and yeah, definitely. Well, we hope so. Bloody hell, I'm staying up for this one. It's one thirty Irish time, ten thirty Australian. Um and it's in Parky Cueve, right? You said National Army. Parky have you got tickets? Yeah. Not yet. Uh, not yet for this one. There was a few, a lot floating around on the day. Um, the last day, so I'm still hopeful to see what Jill says as well. Can I get away for the whole day, pretty much, to go down and watch the match and leave the kids with her? I don't see. think. I don't think she has a say when it's a knockout stage. I think you just get a veto tickets. <laughs> I'll um, tip as well. <laughs> I'll put in a few text giggles for you. Thanks. At home. Uh, Gary, Gary Griffin, Mount Simon, sent us on the link last week. That was great. That's right. By the time, but he sent it on again this week in fairness to him. By the time I got it off him and went in, it was just they were just gone. But the way it works with the positive tickets, they might come back online again. So we'll, we'll see. Fingers crossed. You have to get there because we need you on the ground for this one. Yeah. I, need I haven't you... been to the new park in Creve yet either. Yeah, I need you down close to Liam oh, Sheedy right. heckling him. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're quickly moving on. Giggles under time pressure today, so we're we're moving on to Giggles Corner. All right, Giggles, give us this controversial one. Right. I'm I'm going to introduce two of the power rankings very quickly. We're not going to speak about them. They are what they are. Right. <laughs> There's only one switch, right? <laughs> they are what Waterford they are. Go, go up to second, up six places. Galway go down to eight, down six places. Everyone else stays the same, right? So Limerick, Waterford, Kilkenny, Tip, Cork, Clare, Dublin, Galway, Wexford, Leash. That's the one, one to ten. There's Giggles Connor. Thanks, Giggles. Uh, that was great. There you go. Right. However, right. So I was thinking. Shawnee, stop the banging week, in there, will ya? What are you doing? I was thinking during the week, obviously, you know, there's the Munster, Leinster, who's better, what's the consistency, can you get an easy run to the All-Ireland semi every year, yada, yada, yada. So I just do a bit of a statistical analysis on it, right? Here we go. So, in since the year 2000, right, so Liam, this is in capturing all the great years for Kilkenny, there's been 21 championships, there's been 42 All-Ireland semi-finals played. So I started looking at the semi-finals to kind of see consistency. And in that time, Kilkenny have been involved in 86% of the semi-finals, or 18 of the 21. Tip have been involved in 13, Waterford 12, Cork 12, Galway 9, Limerick 7, Wexford 5, Clare 5, Dublin 2, and Offaly 1. Right, so when you break that down to the Munster-Leinster percentages, including Galway and Leinster, it's at 42% Leinster, 58% Munster. So not a major disparity, right? John, when you think about it, 42-58 isn't hugely. Right. However, when you when you address the question then, do Kilkenny get an easier run? Right, That's the question we're, we're trying to address. And you take Kilkenny out of the mix and the 18 semi-final appearances that they've had, you're looking at Leinster teams 26%, Munster 74%. And you go up, then, then you go to the All-Ireland winners, right? 
of the last 21 championships. This will be a good stat. 50, 57% of the championships led won by Leinster teams. Kilkenny accounting for all but one of those. Yeah. And Munster have won 43%. So then you remove Kilkenny from that again to assess their paths. And it's Leinster 10%, Munster 90%. So I think what the statistics will tell you <laughs> is probably what we kind of all understand. Is that, right? Is that, And bear with me here in a second. Is that Leinster is by far a less superior competition over the last 21 years. However, it's been elevated by the presence of Kilkenny over that period. And what, what that suggests is any team that can get to the semi-final quite easily, 18 of the 21, tends to have a bit of an advantage. So I think Kilkenny, you would have to say, being in Leinster, have had a bit of an advantage over the 21 years. Does that mean they wouldn't have won any of their 11 Irelands? Absolutely can't say. I would doubt it. They, they were all very convincing winners. But when you look at the stats on it, it's not as big a disparity as people might think. 58% of all Ireland semi-finals were from Munster over a 21-year period. 42% from Leinster. Take Kilkenny out at 74-26. So... Um, I was just looking at that. It took me a bit of time to put it together. I just thought it was interesting. Um, blow my own trumpet from a Waterford perspective. I think it's obviously the most successful period Waterford have ever had. They're the third in the table of all Ireland semi-final appearances. If we beat Tip at the weekend, we'll be up joint second, which would be unheard of before for Waterford. But looking then at some interesting teams like Wexford and Clare have only been in five semi-finals over 21 years. Yes, they have a perceived kind of thing. Limerick have only been in seven and they've won two All-Irelands. Dublin have only been in two, yet people think they're coming awfully. Obviously, got one in just before the, the cutoff there in 2000. So, just looking at the, and, and the balance of it, that's what the stats say. I, I think that's what our general consensus always was, that Munster was a little bit of a better competition, but not majorly, and Kilkenny would always bring up the balance. So, uh, I don't know, have you any thoughts on that, lads? Or? It's an interesting metric, I suppose. Like, you know, the, the split is relatively close, and when you do only essentially have... Counting Galway and Leinster, you only do have you only do have two provinces, right? Okay, that are are, are contesting each year. Um, saying take a Kenny take a Kenny out is, I think, is unfair to do really. In com- you know comparing it as a as a thing, because if you look back at down through the years, who's dominated Munster and gone on to win all Ireland's? There's only been t- well, Limerick obviously in the last couple of years, but other than that would have been Cork and Tip, Clare being an outlier in 2013. So it's kind of hard. You have to kind of look underneath that then as well. And then you look back to the last few years, prior to the last two years, was the round-robin system, which we had arguably across those years, I'd say it was a very even Leinster and Munster championship. I t- Shawnee's munching away here on chocolate and tea here. He's chewing. Um, it, it's when, you, when you're back to the more straightforward knockout draw with one second chance, I would argue that Munster comes out stronger. Yeah, there was, there was two years around Robins and it was very clearly the first year Munster was definitely the better championship the second year Leinster was definitely the better championship 100% nobody would argue with that um, yeah so it's, it, yeah, I think your point is hard to take very loud there Charlie put that microphone down it clarifies the perception of, I guess that everybody has really well, who's everybody <laughs> like <laughs> who are you speaking on behalf of Shani? 31 counties he's speaking on behalf of the <laughs> yeah most people do have that perception I, anyway. I think people no, in Munster no think it I think this. people in Leinster would think opposite well but, that's what that's what counts but I think I think I think it's when you when you your your big um, asterisk giggles is taking out Kilkenny 
and that's your yeah, pro- yeah. and that's so your that's your problem as well. If we if we ignore the taking out Kilkenny, the semi finalist is forty two fifty eight in favour of Munster. All Ireland winners then is fifty seven forty three in favour of Leinster. Yeah. So that's fairly balanced. Um, but you had that great Kilkenny team in the middle of it. We'll do another analysis lads in another twenty one years time. So what, so what I'd be like. interested to do, Giggles, is to do it from 1980 to 2000. That can be your next one. 1980, that's actually, that's my follow-up now, homework. Yeah, but your challenge there is, it was Munster, Leinster, Connacht, and Ulster, it was the straight provinces. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see the spread of the winners a bit more, because you'd have yeah. the Galway teams yeah. and that. Yeah. So there you go, Giggles, there's an assignment for that. I'll keep you busy now over the, over the weekend. Sound, Jim, sound. I'll come back with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, are the power rankings, Giggles? You missed it, Johnny. You're making so tea, I, I, buddy. You're making tea. Yeah, but he Basically, just said the power rankings are the power rankings, he said. No, he didn't. He actually called them all out. There was, there was a small change. Limerick, so from 1 to 10, it's Limerick, Waterford, Kilkenny, Tip, Cork, Clare, Dublin, Galway, Wexford, Leash. So nobody moved except for Waterford are up 6, Galway are down 6. Some move for yeah. Galway, isn't it? They were, shouldn't have been up in that. They should have been gone after that Dublin one way back. Anyway, look, we're moving on because Giggles is yeah. under pressure here time-wise. Uh, we, we always have to dance the Giggles' tune, whether it's on the podcast or training or whatever it is. So coming up next, we're going to have a look at Cork and... Who are you playing the weekend, Johnny? Handy one Dublin, is that it? <laughs> Dublin, yeah. Handy Leinster team. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like going back there, like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus, and I think about Dublin's, Richard Dublin's lorry, and really, yeah. off, off in the back of the lorry and off down, it's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. When, when the draw came out, I text Shawnee straight away saying, I'll handy draw for you. He goes, no, you know all about it. And then I was on to my father then. I said, oh, you got a handy draw. Oh, you know all about it. Typical same Cork reaction from two thick Cork men. Um, but yeah, look, let's be honest about it though. You must have been delighted, Shawnee, when that draw did come out. You're on mute there now, Shawnee. Oh, I have you on mute. Sorry, Shawnee. <laughs> I had you on mute there. Yeah. I was, I'm obviously definitely much happier with the draw. I don't think I would have liked to have drawn um, what water have drawn in terms of Tipperary but look yeah look the, the positive things is is from last weekend is the manner of which we be clear I mean again you know similar to what, the way Waterford came back you know when when the questions were answered of them I mean like the the, the most positive thing is probably our backline we've we've got some bit of you know positivity in our backline even though I did have a, a lot of doubts over um over uh, Rob Downey at fullback, and it was it was great to see how much he was very good. He, had he was put very in. good. Yeah, like Patrick Collins, Rob Downey were probably the standout players after you know um, Seamus Hardy got man the match. But I think the fact that the fullback line did so well, Jermellerick did, did a great great job as well. Um, the the fact that Owen Caddingen isn't there is probably a good thing because I think to be honest, he's like, useless. Yeah, I think I think Owen Ka- I think it's time to phase him out. I mean, there's enough of youth coming through now. I mean, like the under-20s won the Munster again during the week. You know, there's a lot of youth coming through and they should be giving, it, giving them the chance. I mean, Owen Calling is done. He had his chance. I think just get him off the panel now and, and drive on with the youth. But uh, I think it's just a manner in terms of with the way Clare came back, the Tony Kelly show, and we were able to respond again and, get, and pull out a result. 
Um, Clear went very one point positive. up, Sonny, didn't it? At, like, with I know. 15 minutes to go. And that, that yeah. 21 to 214. Yeah. And, and again, I guess like, the pace the pace that I talked about last week as well, like with Jack O'Connor, like he probably needs to pop a few over the bar instead of going for yes. goal all the time. That'll there was come, six though. goal that'll come, that'll come with time. Yeah. You don't mind that in, in a way, though, that he's that no. inclined. No, it's... It's great that he puts his head down for it because, to be honest, too, un- too many other Cork teams would have would have you know popped it over the bar rather than going for the juggler of of, of the, the teams gone past. But uh, yeah, look, it it is look we're we're going in pretty well and there's still a bit of room for improvement. Darrell Fitzgibbon didn't feature at all, to be honest, uh, last weekend. So there's a big game left in him again. So hopefully he can produce it this weekend. But having said that, though, Shani, right as well as Cork hurled up until that last second. And no better man you would have thought of Tony Kelly to get the ball. I thought we were going we were going to extra time. Like they nearly they ne- they very nearly threw it away. Yeah. Fully fully sure it was gone in. Yeah, fully same. Sure I was, was I was certain. Certain it was gonna be a goal. Yeah. Did they lose by a pint or two points? Three, two points tr- the last point, was, two, two points. What's so it? if that goal went in, it was cock were gone. Oh, I thought it was, it was three nineteen to one twenty three. Yeah, it was two points. Two points. Fully sure that yeah, was going to be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I was. I was certain it was a goal. Anyway, and it would. It probably would have been a bit of a robbery. To be fair, like as in, I did think Cork were the better team on the balance of it, and were were home and hosed really, and then just stopped for hurling for the last five minutes. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. Maybe it was after like, watching the other game, you, you kind of think, oh, this needs to be better. But the second half came to life. second half was Bar- better. Well, the thing Bar- is, Bar- the Bar- is Bar- was Bar- like... Massive additions for Cork. I was going to say, the like, introduction of them, like, you know, they provided another outlook. I mean, I mean, Barrett, his goal was very well taken. I mean, he was in along the line and just to pop it straight into the corner. Um, and, and bringing on Connolly as well. Like, they're great options to bring off the bench. But like, the other thing about the back line as well is like they they're defending in numbers. Like there's there's their half back line Coleman and them are coming back all the time. Tim O'Mahony is coming back, and they're picking up balls off Sean O'Donoghue and they're picking up balls off Rob Downey, um, which is a great you know it's a great sign of defence that they're you know they're working in numbers. Like you've often seen that with great defences like the Kikini defences. You know Tommy Walsh always come back taking the ball off Jackie Terrell or whatever. But um, yeah, look. There is a lot of positive signs there. There's a bit of youth there as well, which is great. And there's options off the bench. There's loads of pace. Like, and if they if can, Cork can keep the game playing in their favour and their direction, like, and use that pace. I, like, it's they should be getting over double this weekend. If we look at now, Dub- do, do anything, do, go yeah, do, to balance the, Dub- the, the Dublin thing, the, we kind of said it against Kilkenny, and they just got unlucky with the whole COVID thing, and they they, they didn't have the forwards up front, but. They they will have the pace in the back line in the in the, in the Dublin back line to stick with them. It'll be very interesting if Owen O'Donnell is back or not. He's a massive player for them at number three. If he's not, their whole team is kind of unbalanced. Um, I would imagine they'll put a fast fella in at centre forward to run Liam Rush around the place. Um, they have a, they have a fella called Donald Burke in midfield Dublin do who kind of sits back deep, and I think if Rory Hayes comes and starts a full forward from he's the big lad. He'll give Rob yeah. Downey a, a tough, tough goal. It'll be another good test to Rob Downey at fullback. I just, I just, you're probably saying it's early. I just don't see Dublin with the firepower to beat Cork. They scored one eighteen against Galway. I think they might have got eighteen or twenty points against Kilkenny. 
they don't have the firepower to score. They need, they're going to need to score... 25-30 points. 126. Yeah. 126 to win this game. Uh, if to beat Cork, and I don't see him scoring 126. Yeah, I, I don't see him scoring 21 points. I, I, I agree 100% with you. I think that's where I think they will actually tame Cork a bit. They won't, I don't think Cork will yeah. rack up 319 against them, but I can't see Dublin getting over 24, 25 points. I think it could be 26, could win at Giggles, but I can't see him even getting over the 25 mark. You have to be scoring over 25 points in today's hurling at, at a minimum to be in with a shout of winning a match. Um, and I think it'll be kind of a sad way for Dublin to go really haven't shocked the, the Leinster Championship Galway. by getting the win over Galway being very unlucky against Kilkenny let's be honest about with the injury and the three COVID lads gone and then to come back into Cork what way will it be fixed I don't know and I think it'll, it's, it's going to be kind of just fade out and I think Cork are going to get the win here and I think it's going to be Cork by five points um, and then they roll on to an All-Ireland semi-final Sean and you'll be a very happy man with that Oh look! If you said all our semi-final at the start of the year, you'd saying that's that's probably the goal they need to get to. And to get there, look, I think is a positive. You know, with everything that's happening around them in terms of the, the under twenties and the minors at the moment, we have to be looking at you know a progression. And that is progression, to be honest, for this team. You know, with the last couple of years the way they went, but they have to they have to get over Dublin. This is this is. These are the kind of banana skins that they fall over on, and I just, I just think there's a bit more maturity about them this time. I think, I actually think the youth there, the the likes of Connolly and Barrett and Jack O'Connor, they're the ones that actually will will probably bring it home because they, you know, they don't really have that that hang up of of the defeats and the disappointment that all the, most of the other team probably have. There is a fair bit of baggage, all right, between 2013. And 2018 in Limerick in semi-final with the Cork, like with Harnady and Hogan and those guys. So, yeah. yeah, it is good to get a bit of blend in there. Interestingly, if Cork win, it doesn't matter who wins the other game, they're playing Kilkenny in the semi-final. Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. Liam, I'd say you'd probably be you'd probably fancy to play Cork. I'd rather Cork than Waterford, definitely, yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to watch that together, Liam, if it, well, if it re- re- Restrictions pending, Shani. I don't think it... Just say for... Oh, I yes. looked at restrictions in yeah. Melbourne, you can't visit each other's houses at the moment. Right, yeah. And the matches on... These matches are on next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Semi-finals, so. That's, yeah, that's the other thing. I, I If if Watford win, right, so I don't want to look too far ahead, but that'll be four weeks in a row going into a going into an Irish semi-final, which is fairly harsh. But it is, like... It is, it is what it is when you lose your first game. You, you can't be kind of... Asking for all graces, but I think this one, I think it's Corks to lose. Jesus, they've got out of jail at the weekend with Tony Kelly, um, yep. missing that shot. Like he would have scored it nine times out of ten. Should have bounced it. He like should have, should have, would have got. He was after getting him back into the game. He brilliant to Ferrisum. He was brilliant to Ferrisum. Yeah, unreal. He's guaranteed all star again this year. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Uh, um, qu- but I think Cork will win this one. Yeah. All right, quick, quickly before we wrap up, unconscious of time. Um, is look obviously word came through just during the week on Joe Canning retiring, which I think might have. I it kind of caught me by surprise. I probably thought there was another year or two in Joe, especially how he probably turned it on in that second half in in particular. Um, but unreal. he was he was unreal. But he, hearing him speak and his interview after since during the week on his reasons why. That he, and I think it was the same. I remember when when DJ actually ended up retiring. I think Joe was, was probably in better condition than DJ. But Brian Cordy kind of said to him that he the next year was going to be a bit part role. He wasn't going to be considered a starter. And I don't think that was said to Joe. But Joe, in his head, probably didn't think he was up to the standard he expects of himself. And he just didn't want to to go forward with that. And 
it shocked me a bit to be honest I think he like he obviously has carried so many Galway teams and has been on a lot of bad Galway teams but I'm delighted for him that he has retired with that All-Ireland I know players don't have to have an All-Ireland to be judged a great player but I'm, kind of, I'm delighted for him that he actually did get one yeah serious, serious I think my favourite Joe Canning moment of all time was against Cork when he did the backwards hand pass no one had ever seen a backwards hand pass yeah. before now you've lads trying it every second day fucking <sighs> it up but anyway that's besides I the did. point <laughs> I think my fa- my favorite Joe Canning moment was the goal against Kilkenny in fifteen. You know, and he kind Joy of swiveled Holden. around. Yeah, and he's, yeah. I would say just, it's like, my favorite. Know, it's the best one he's done, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Just, it was just, oh, it was just crazy. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he's his raw talent was second to none. I remember even seeing him play a freshers match, lit against UCC over in lit. And he was he was a fresher, and I just saw him. I was like, "What?" Well, you could see he was special. Like you know, he was just yeah. head and shoulders in in that kind of a grade above anyone. He was phenomenal. And also to live up, like for a lot of lot of players, like you, we all know, probably club players who have been unbelievable. You know, at underage and made the, you know the minor team, the county minor team, but never eventuate. Like he said that at every age level, all the way up, and has fulfilled that potential. At every grade, even in senior as well, and has got the All Ireland, has got the harder the years. Club All Ireland has done everything in the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, hurling, especially in Galway, Galway are in a dark place right now, I reckon, and that was a double blow. You know, getting it's very sad, isn't it? It's a very sad thing that he's retired, isn't it? I found I found that he was he was he was speaking in a very negative tone about retirement in terms of and maybe it's the media the way they portrayed it, but you know a lot of the obviously sacrifice that he's put in as an inter-county player he's actually talked about that 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 just doesn't get recognised and all you do is actually get you know berated when you don't put it in and um, I, I think he was just in a probably negative place with inter-county hurling himself and I don't think he's enjoying it I think if he wasn't there I said it on the thing like he set up Jason Flynn's two goals Jason Flynn would have had a point from play that's it if Joe Canning wasn't on the field last day Unreal no look pass for the first goal and then for the second one he cut the puck out over Caleb Lyons, ran through, threw it off to a fresh Jason Flynn who stuck it. Like and and, and the same in twenty eighteen when Limerick had Galway beaten out the gate in the All Ireland final. It was Joe Canning who nearly got him back to level. Like he's yeah. so such an inspiration and special player. He'll be missed. Um I don't see him coming back and doing a DJ on it. Even no. though he's only thirty two, he probably would have a year or two, but he's no, he's, he's made his mind up for sure. Yeah, um, he's done. But yeah, Galway will I think Shane, whatever his name Shane is, he will get the bullet. Yeah, he's He'll gone. get the bullet. He has to Joe will be like Evan Nyland and these guys will have to come in now and step up. But I, I don't see Galway coming back strong in the next few years now, to be honest. Yeah. Dahi Burke is a lot of miles in the clock around McInerney. It's probably gone. David Burke didn't get any game time yesterday. He's Number two up. in the power rankings only two weeks ago and they're all gone now. Mad, mad. <laughs> their, spine is, is, their spine is gone. <laughs> their centre-back and full-back, isn't it? They, they need to sort oh, that out. I think but I, I, that, that's it's harsh to say they're going to be gone, though. Yeah. It's harsh to say they're going to be gone, though, Giggles, because they're all the, you, you know, all the underage success yeah. they've had. To, yeah. They'll be back. Do, do you know yeah. there's a big game this weekend as well, lads? Kevin are playing for Mana in the... Is it the... Larry Maher and Mick yeah. Hill is so goalie for Kevin. That's right. Oh, and Ray. Gary Owen, great. Mick you also have. Um, yeah. And you have Stephen Coyne playing for Mayo in the. Um, in the is it the, the Nicky Rackard final? They're in the Nicky Rackard, Stephen yeah. Coyne, Jim Payne player, yeah. Unreal. He's fullback. He's captain of the Mayo team. So two Melbourne connections there. Great to see you, Victoria. Sorry. 
Giggles, two minutes. Jill, two minutes. We're wrapping up here now. Look, that's it. That's it for today's show. Um, great. Um, thanks for tuning, Giggles, for making the time. You know, very, very busy man. He's back working now, earning the crust. Shawnee, thanks for <laughs> not making too much noise making that cup of tea. We'll be back next week. Uh, have the whisper. Get on touch. Akadeji, Twitter, and Instagram. Akadeji, gmail.com. Good night. God bless.